this is another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show, and I'm Alon. And I'm Aura. So, another week has passed, and, uh, you know, new things have happened. But they feel really old for some reason. A little bit, a little bit. So, Grand Theft Auto V was released on the day of our last show, but now people have had a chance to play it and find bugs and make political commentary, all of those things. And then today, some news uh, was released from Valve. Sort of, like a half news, because they're all like, we're going to have more news for you later, stay tuned, which is kind of kind of lame if you ask me, for a company that had like, just come out with it. If you want a release date, if you want to hold off till the right day and have like some sort of press release, fine, but why three separate announcements? That's kind of annoying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It just leads to more speculation. Maybe that's what they want. I maybe, think it is. Maybe they're priming the pump. I think it is. But what's ironic about it is that Valve is usually very, um, like, they sort of do the right thing for their fans. And now they're, like, jumping this PR ship, which is, I don't know. I don't think they put that much thought into it or worried what the fans thought because in a few days everyone will know what they have to say anyway. It's just annoying for me as someone who's been involved in, uh, you know, marketing to some extent. It's frustrating. Anyway, we want to start off talking about all sorts of topics related to Grand Theft Auto. Is that right? Yes, and that's what I was talking about when I said they all, this political stuff feels familiar because every time it's just I'm just, I'm so surprised again. And I, I told you last you week surprised? I was surprised. It's just every time it's the same S. I haven't seen exactly the same thing. I haven't but looked the, all that much. You know what? It is slightly different S this time, and that's what I'm really into talking about. Um, it's just different enough this time for it to be interesting, but the arguments haven't changed. Yeah, I suppose we should preface this by saying uh, a week has passed and neither you nor I have played it yet. Like still, still not players of Grand Theft Auto V. Yes, and that will probably remain so for quite a long time. For yeah, me at, at least. least a while. I mean, it's a serious time investment. And I know it's going to come out on the new systems anyway, so why buy now? And I have, I actually have no personal interest in it whatsoever. Yeah, I have a little bit. All of the, the talk about it, I kind of want to see how big the world is and what you could do. But it would be interesting to me if they released it on the next-gen systems somewhere near launch. So you'd be like, here's a game that's not a load of crap, because launch games tend to be crap. And has, so you could see a good game on the new system. Has Grand Theft Auto ever been a launch game? No, and it makes sense not to be. Right. I think that they're deliberately avoiding that. But in this case, I think they're deliberately avoiding saying specifically that it's not coming out on the next-gen systems. Right, well, so they get course. they get all the install based purchases now on the current systems, but then they'll release like a game of the year, Grand Theft Auto Five special, funky, super next gen edition, in you know a year from now or something, or perhaps like a San Andreas style expansion. Yeah, so so there's a bunch of things. Gosh, why don't we start with this video? There's like three different things and maybe even four related to GTA Five happening right now. That we yeah, want to talk about. I mean, not all. I mean. It's it's the glue that bonds all of these discussions together. But it's not like we're going to be talking about the specifics of the game and how you can play golf in it or whatever. Nope. In my opinion, we're going to talk about more interesting things. Okay. Uh, let's just start with this video because it's at least fresh in my mind because we just saw it. Yes. So I'll lay the groundwork. Go for you, it. You expand. All right. So you can go watch the video yourself at uh, gamepolitics.com. There's a guy, Caleb Bonham who posted this video, I guess he's from something he calls Campus Reform, or perhaps something bigger than him. Honestly, we didn't research it very much, like where it comes from, but he put up this video and uh, talks about how lame it is and how even though you can't rape a woman in the game, you pretty much get get close to it and was bugging people about uh, on campuses about, you know, is it okay to rape people in a video game? And is it okay that you can kill the prostitute and get your money back? In the game, which yeah. is an ongoing theme for the past, what, like 15 years, 20 years of that game? No, it's been about 10 years since the game first Yeah, came you've out. been able to do that for a while, right? So it's really nothing new about GTA V that is facilitating this. It's just the fact that the next one came out that's facilitating I think this. the real facilitator is that this guy now has a camera and a place to put video online. Well, yeah, and... and timing with the new one just came out right yeah because this could have happened this video could have happened actually just like you said that many years ago and it, nothing would be different so i find this really 
Okay, so my first my my first reaction is that this smacks of like he's clearly has an agenda that he wants to present, and he's manipulating these interviews that he's given to college students in order to make his point. And um, I mean, I'm, okay, that's fine on the face of it, but I was under the impression that he was basically interviewing people objectively and then reaching a conclusion. When uh, no, actually, he is. Uh, he's starting with this conclusion, and he's collecting information and only showing things that support what he says for the most part. Well, I don't think he said or showed anything that support any point of view. He just sort of like... Well, fair enough, but to him, he did, right? It's all it's all these man-on-the-street-style interviews, which yeah. are not the appropriate way to have an actual conversation because you catch people off guard and ask them about something that's a really loaded of course. issue. And you get and to edit... three seconds. Right, and you get to edit as much as you want, so you, you, know, yeah. you know how that goes. So basically, the... The question, though, is a really, really good question. I just think that he's not only is he completely wrong, but uh, he's just actually the whole video is a non sequitur and is not actually addressing the issue, in my opinion. So the question that he's phrasing to people, and I think this is really good, like this is something we should actually think about, is, look, in the GTA games, not just five, you can hire a prostitute, and then run her over afterward with your car. Or it's not your car. <laughs> you stole the car because you don't own any cars. Or it's, uh, you know, or, you know, you kill cops. And those things, most of us are like, well, it's just a video game. It's okay. But then he brings up the question of rape. And then he's like, well, what about rape? Why can't you rape in that game? And basically, the, like, well, the first person in the video made a very logical argument it was like no that should be okay too it's not real it's just fake so that's there's no difference but most people and i also i mean i believe i don't believe he manipulated that result i think most people would say you know what not okay with the conceptualization or depiction of rape activities in a video game most people are not okay with it and he's basically presenting this as um the fact that we're okay with doing something horrible like murder and not okay with rape, which is also horrible, that I feel like he is making the implication that uh, that dividing line is only where it is because the video games are already desensitizing us and that divide that threshold of morality is going to march down further past rape and then the implication further is that then untold things will happen to society and we'll will think that all of these things are okay in real life somehow. Or he never actually makes that jump, right? But that's what I think he's alluding to. I think that's what he wants to convince us of that's happening. Yeah. I mean, that is. He, he's basically saying slippery slope. Why are we okay with this? Not okay with that. Like, that's, that's clear. Um, and if I understand correctly, you are on the side of the argument saying you basically should be able to do whatever the hell you want in a game if people want to develop into the, into the game and... I mean, you hadn't actually said this, but I suppose it would go so far as to say, let the market decide. Well, well, yes, but I'm still not okay with rape. And I don't think that they're even, even acting out rape in a game. And I, I don't even think that, uh, well, I don't think this is even a slippery slope situation. Wait, wait, wait. So let me understand this. Do you mean to say, like you're not okay with it being developed and being allowed. No, I'm I'm not okay with it personally. Like I don't like, want to play that, yeah. and I would not be okay with engaging in that in a game. Yeah, so you wouldn't choose to do it, but you don't think there should be like political boundaries preventing a developer from putting it in a game? Should Ab- they absolutely not. And of course, as we both remarked to ourselves, there are already games that depict rape. Yeah, more uh, more interesting to me is the fact that there are many other mediums of entertainment. Like, the guy was comparing games to other entertainment, talking about how, like, it's going to be the first game to break a billion dollars. And this was a little weird in the video because he said a million, but the screen said a billion. And I don't think it has hit a billion dollars yet. So that's also weird. But it probably is going to. Point is, it's made a bunch of money. And he's like, it's the first entertainment type of any kind to, like, in three days break a billion dollars. And it's like, well, if you're going to compare it to other media, then why don't you compare it to the years and years and years of books and movies that have involved rape and other horrible things like that's what that's they a, do that's a huge point that of course is not even addressed because that would probably 
uh, eviscerate his argument. Yeah, and, and by the way, I'm willing to bet that no one is going to put rape in their mainstream game, and that it would actually be given a rating that would make it implausible. Well, yeah, to it would be given adults only, and you can't really have adults only console games because the first parties would never approve yeah. them anyway. It's ridiculous, by the way, that Grand Theft Auto V is not adults only, but. Whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I I agree with that too. I think that it should be adults only. Yeah. Here here's the big mistake I think he's making is that look, there's a dividing line and it's it is perfectly it is also perfectly logical to conclude that, you know, for an individual like me, uh killing people in games is okay, but raping somebody is not. And I'll tell you why I think that's okay. Why that difference is rational. Because his other, the other implication that he was very strong in framing was that somehow, like, like why are both why is one okay and why is, isn't the other right? For I thought he was saying that it, they are basically the same thing, right? And I and my my position will be mm, no. There's actually very huge material differences between those things, especially when you're talking about a fictional depiction of something that is fantasy that doesn't actually exist because rape is a very, very personal thing. It's intimate. You cannot have a rape without there being intimacy. Okay. I mean, intimacy is the wrong word, but it's an intimate thing. You know, I mean, it's like it's a violation and shooting somebody is actually, and running the owner of the car is the exact opposite of that in terms of closeness and intimacy. Right, you don't know who they are. You don't. You don't. Talk, you don't see them most of the time. You can shoot them. They're just, you know, the cops and, and the cars and the characters are just standards for things. But when you're talking about rape, I just think it's a whole other world, and I think it's really totally fine to make that decision. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we are back. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. You know, we have a Facebook page, and uh, people use it. It's weird. I didn't get warnings this week on my phone, which is what reminds me to like look that people are interacting on the page. So I missed some comments, and I, I responded back tonight. Uh, if you want to talk to us on the page, it's just, you know, slash Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Of course, our website links to it as well, chatterboxgameshow.com. And, uh, oh, yeah, you should make sure to go to uat.edu. That's the website for the University of Advancing Technology, a school for game making and design and art and animation that sort of stuff so right before the break you were saying that rape is very different from these other things now i couldn't quite understand if you were saying a a virtual rape in a game would be different than the virtual murder i'm just talking about even the conceptualization of the activity this is a huge barrier. I think it's a huge leap, actually. I don't think that it's a small step. Both of them are bad things, right? But like, like I was saying before, I think that it's the, you know, I used the word intimate before. Maybe it's not the best word. I think the, the impersonalness, there are some crimes, there are some activities that are just inherently impersonal. And there are some that are inherently much more personal. And I think that's the dividing difference between why, at least personally, I wouldn't have an issue with shooting cops in a video game or running over prostitutes in a video game, but I would not want to have anything to do with anything like rape in a video game. Yeah, I don't 
I don't know. I haven't put enough thought in, into it to decide how exactly I feel. Because on one hand, I think, I mean, clearly what you're saying has, has a point, right? Uh, but in a game, so like I would not want to murder someone in real life or put anyone through any amount of pain for any reason aside from some self-defense, you know? Right. Um, so I'm not interested in doing that, but I have no problem doing it in a game. And so if I can divorce myself from that in a game, I wouldn't mind so much rape in a game well, either. Maybe that's what it is. See, the thing is because there's just this huge chasm of personality to those two things, it's much easier to divorce yourself when you are doing – because think about it, right? Those other activities, you are doing an action by way of a device. And so the activity is indirect. It's one step removed, right? You're shooting with a gun. You are running over with a car. But there's no indirection whatsoever with something like rape. But with a video game, I would argue that there still is a device in the middle. Right, the actual well, well the video game is the device, but that's on a different level, right? I'm talking about even if even on the level of conceptualization, there is no intermediary device in rape conceptually, and I think that's the essence, essentially the thing that makes it so hard to stomach, and also makes it so hard to just say, well, it's just fake, it's just pretend, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. I guess it's person to person, right? Like who can separate themselves well, from well, of course, from what they do, right? I just, I guess the the larger discussion that people try to have when they make videos like that is, you know, should we not allow it because we should be trying to protect the populace from, you know, deviant behavior? And you know, the more we put violence and uh, negative themes in a game, the more our population will tend in that way in real life and. So, I mean, that argument will continue to be made for all media. Uh, so that sounds actually like a good segue to some of the other issues because that's what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, that that's always the big question. I mean, sort of boiled down to its its more basic points. Yeah, and I'm uh, actually very thankful that some of these stories we have right now uh, actually make it really obvious that, um, yeah, what seems to be on the face of it, right, that, okay, well, if you do video game activities like killing, then you're going to get more violent and you're going to want to kill people eventually, right? Or society will eventually, and this is just like a very gradual degradation. So, yeah, we've got some stuff now to show that uh, that's actually really silly. And we've all thought that it's been silly just intuitively, haven't we? I don't know. I don't necessarily disagree with it. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't pin anything on video games specifically. Yeah. It's just it's society in general. That's the thing. That's the difference. The video games are well. Here's here's the thing, right? Video games are a reflection of culture, in my opinion. I do not think that they influence back culture as much as people assume they do. So I I have no idea what level to give it in terms of like how much does it influence one way or the other. Yeah. But certainly, I think video games are part of culture and they're part of you know. They're just what we witness and what sets our own personal gauges for what's acceptable and not the same way that any other type of media or any other thing we would. For instance, the news about real things happening, right? So if I read about all of these people raping and murdering and looting and all this stuff, I might grow up to decide that that's just sort of how the world is. And that makes it a much easier to leap to go to go in from not being in that world to being in that world. Okay, here's a group of people who accept it. Here's a reason why I think that this leap is uh, completely unreasonable. Because the things like media, right, that has a culture. Media has a culture, right? But then there's also the culture of what actually happens in your real life in terms of the people you see every day, how they act, how they treat each other, what you see actually physically happening in front of you in real life versus what you read about. And I think that those two things, people, make a, people are making too many assumptions about how much is bleeding over between them. And well, I actually think that they're actually so separate and we're just – we think that at face value they don't seem separate, so we're lumping them together. But I think in actuality they're very different. I, the thing is, for you – or me, yeah. Like, you and I are never going to be criminal tycoons, right? I'm fairly confident in that. 
However, there are plenty of people who live in a world of violence. You know, you go down to Chicago and... But this is what I'm saying. It's because that's what they see in their real physical culture. Yeah, so, so imagine they're, they're doing what they do on a normal basis, which involves crime and, you know, not worrying so much about other people. And then they play this game and it suggests to them, or it doesn't suggest, like something happens in the game they haven't thought of. Like either a way to talk, a way to walk, a way to carry a gun, some line you might say before killing someone. Like how many... There's, there's no way to answer this question, but I was going to ask, like, how many times do you think people repeat lines from movies before they kill right. someone? Like the line the Joker says to the Batman oh, in the first sure. Batman movie. But or, you know what? They don't, you don't even have that proclivity in the first place unless you have, you're already in that culture physically, right? Which actually is the same argument that a lot of – all the research that – there's some research now that says, like, oh, look, it's not the games that are making anybody violent. If you control for – factors that you should be controlling for, you find that people who are already predisposed to these kinds of behaviors do them anyway. And those are the people who also really like these things. Yeah. I mean, I suppose if you went back 200 years before video games and any electronic media, there's still sadistic people doing horrible things and not caring about other people. Uh, Of course, games didn't give them that idea. Now, they already have that idea in their culture, and then they will maybe utilize games, and that's fine, right? But in that sort of situation, well, it's not fine, but you know what I'm saying. But it's it's because they're already there, and the game is just – it's not adding anything, and it's not changing anybody else's behavior. So, okay, so there's a couple – there's one thing that I saw today that speaks to this directly. There was uh, this research group in the UK called YouGov, and they did something really interesting. They interviewed – people and ask them if uh, playing violent video games can lead to real world violence like mass shootings but what they did was they asked a wide range of age groups and they classified their data by age group and what they found out was you know what the people who think that playing video games that are violent can make you more violent in real life they tend to be older, and they also tend to not be the ones who have had any familiarity playing games. Yeah, the yeah. younger you go, the less that is, the less people have that opinion, and I just think that that's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, it. it I guess it just makes sense to me that something you're not familiar with, you might be willing to believe has a greater impact than it does versus like the things you are familiar with. Well, here, this is what I think the dynamic is. I think what's happening is this is actually, ironically, remember that grape jam, that grape jelly experiment that I've mentioned a couple times on the show? No. Okay, so this is, this is so fascinating. Okay, so the grape jelly, which I'll, I'll explain real quickly, and this is it's, it's such a good psychology, psychology example. Basically, the thing was they asked just a bunch of people to rate different jellies, and one of them, like some of them were chunky and some of them weren't, right? And so basically, the people, people rated jellies that were, or jams or whatever, as better when they simply had more salient characteristics that would tend to differentiate them from others. In other words, right, the chunky ones were rated better, not because they were better, but because they looked like they had something that the other ones didn't have. So on the face of it, they looked like it was better, right? So I think something actually very analogous is happening here where to people who don't play games and don't understand the dynamics of games and how that actually impacts people because they've never experienced it, on the face of it, they're like, well, okay, well, this looks like murder. So it would make sense that if you do this a lot, then you do murder more. They're making that same leap when actually it's a complete non sequitur. There's no association whatsoever. Because the people who play games, every single person who plays games, I guarantee you, will not say that I have become more violent person because of these games. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I draw the, the same analogy that you draw, but the result, I... Well, I... well I'll tell you, the, the analogy, if it's not clear, analogy is where it's like something appears to be so on its surface and if you do not actually understand the system then you think that that's your conclusion but then if you actually understand what's happening underlying the surface features then you come to a very different and in fact opposite conclusion and that's it's been analogous between those two
All right. Well, we'll delve into different somehow GTA-related topics in just a minute. Okay, we're back, and uh, it's not its not like we planned in advance to stick on this Grand Theft Auto topic, but there's just so much, so much to go off of. So, um, do you want to go to the Facebook comment, or do you want to move to, to yeah, the Let's other do stuff? the Facebook thing. Okay, so, um, last week we had talked about Grand Theft Auto V and how I, you know, we had just realized that it had come out that day, and I was just making the comment that, eh, you know... Not not too impressed, at least with the idea of it, because I didn't know anything about the actual game. And I was just like, well, not very interesting. They're all the same, all the Grand Theft Auto games since the third one. Um, and someone was upset by that, but, uh, but also sort of, I guess, questioned both of us. Um, so the question to Ara is, why can't Grand Theft Auto just be a good game that reviewers liked? Because you were talking about how it had really inflated very, very high scores. How unbelievably awesome their PR team is. Yeah. Suggesting that basically the the amplitude of its score, yeah. the, the incredible height was, was based not exclusively, but uh, perhaps influenced by, by PR and yeah. height. This, this will be a quickie, actually. I just have one thing to say about it. And... Um, and I really love just replying to all the Facebook comments here instead of on Facebook, so that way I don't have to use technology. So, uh, what was what was our friend's name? Our listener's name? Johnny Window. So, so Johnny, there is nothing in what I said to preclude Grand Theft Auto Five from being either good or awesome. It may be good. It may be great. It may be garbage. It doesn't matter. That still does not reflect one way or the other on how awesomely effective their PR team was. Yeah, well, I mean, you were commenting on the, the score quite a bit as well. Well, in 98, let me, let me just put it this way. When you see a very big disparity between the user score on Metacritic and the rev- critic score, you can be sure to suspect that there is some kind of PR manipulation at play. You know, we should have checked the Metacritic score. Well, last week it was at 98 for Critic score, and it was like 6.3 for user score. Yeah, but how could the user score have even... I mean, the users hadn't been able to play it very much. right? By the I time actually we, don't know when, when I checked last week, so... Well, I checked it on We can We Tuesday, can only presume that everybody reviewing has played the game adequately, can't we? Uh, well... Because presuming otherwise is just makes no sense. Oh, the funny thing is Johnny Window just posted a comment on Facebook while we were recording. He doesn't even know we're talking about him right now. This is like semi-live, but not really, because yeah. you'll be hearing a recording. So I guess I'll read. Well, I had written a long comment in response to him or his concerns about me. Anyway, uh, continuing with this theme of being live, the score on Metacritic is still 98, and the user score is 8.2. Well, I guess it went up a lot. So the difference between 98 and 8.2 is 89.8. Clearly a very large difference. And, uh, <laughs> no, so we're talking like 82 versus 98 is, I mean, that is pretty wide. But users can also be real dicks. Um, but what's what's interesting is that there are zero negative critical reviews and 61 negative user reviews based on, well, there's a lot more users than than critics as defined by uh, by Metacritic, but yeah, not sixty one times. If there was even one negative, you know, Johnny wasn't implying this, but there is certainly also another effect that happens in the media where these big, high profile titles, there is a huge, huge resistance to reviewing differently than what you would expect a high-profile title to review 
in the media because nobody nobody wants to give a game like GTA Five, and I'm, by like I mean in terms of its high profileness, a bad score because you would just run into all kinds of political problems that way. And just, you see, just this by happen. giving the game a bad score. Well, high-profile games. You see, the games that are low-profile, it's very easy to kick them down and to give them a low score, right? Because, I mean, another thing that happens, and this definitely happens, is PR will retaliate if you do not give them scores that they like. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. We've talked about that a million times, but at some point, I like to accept that just the reviews I'm seeing are legitimate reviews. Well, that's, I mean, that's very, you know... Everyone would like to accept that. But those things happen. Now, how much do they happen? I mean, we can't say. But they happen. Okay. Yeah, I know. I just There's, there's no way for me to, to deal with it right, or to contend the, the point. Right, because well, we just yeah. don't know how much it's happening. Yeah. But it happens. So le- let me tell you what, what I thought after reading what he said. Well, to, to me, he says he's complaining about where I, w- I was saying that, like, every Mario game is new, mostly, um, and that's one thing I like Mario about Mario, and that Grand Theft Auto has sort of just, like, expanded on the universe it started, and um, anyway, he was like, you know, why don't... It's hard, it's hard to say these things without actually playing the game. And so I made the point, something that is, I think is much bigger than Grand Theft Auto, right, that since I don't have an inherent appreciation for Grand Theft Auto, like, it's not a game that I ever fell in love with, then I think it's more likely that I would not have appreciation for the subtle differences that come with its its future iterations, right? And the example that I used when I, I talked about it on Facebook was, you know, when I was a kid, I was maybe 12 playing Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat in the arcade or Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat 2 or Street Fighter 2 and Mortal I don't remember, right? But two different fighting games, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. And my grandfather was like, he didn't understand it, just you know, sort of rolling his eyes, like, they're all the same. What does it matter? Like, why bother even going from one to the next? It's just the same thing. Um, and I think Grand Theft Auto Five. like, I'm now the grandfather in this scenario, saying, eh, it's the same thing. You drive around in a car, you do some missions that involve, what, place a bomb here, yeah. blow a guy up, kill a dude here. Who cares if you can customize your car or the prostitutes but, look more but realistic? But this time you can pull somebody's teeth with pliers, and you couldn't last time. Yeah, I don't even know if that's Grand Theft Auto 4 or 5. But anyway, it's to me, it seems like the same game on the surface. But I wonder if that's just me being my grandfather, and that it really is much bigger, and maybe the the driving is tighter and the things that you can do in the environment, there's just more you can do, so it's more interesting. And I don't deny that I would have fun playing the game for a certain amount of time. But for me, like, it's weird. I talk about how story doesn't drive me in a game, but enough story to keep me motivated to do what I'm doing is kind of important uh, to some extent. Like, you give me a sandbox, and I could just sandbox it and play around for a while, but, you know, that gets really boring for me really fast if I don't have some amount of direction, like go do this and realize that you could skydive when maybe I wouldn't have noticed it on my own or, you know, realize that there's other things you can do uh, that just wouldn't become apparent to me while playing around in the sandbox game. And so I like to have a little bit and this, the games, it does have that. But for me, when I played Grand Theft Auto three and four, like it didn't have it enough or it was just the same thing was drive from here to here and like, listen to someone talk or maybe kill someone and then drive from here to here and then evade these cops and then drive from here to here. And it was just the same thing over and over for me. At least that's how I felt like the, the differences between the missions and the difference between the, the individual games were not significant enough to drive me to, to actually find them to be interesting. Right. And basically I realized I'm just getting old. This, this, this is a long way of saying well, I've become old and not interested. I felt like you actually f- made a much better argument uh, when you were telling me about this earlier. And the way you phrased it was really nice. It's like the people, if you're a fan of something, then you are much more sensitive to the differences and you can appreciate the much better than if you are not. And I think that's a huge part of this critical difference. 
Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's when you like something, you basically, like, when you're a critic or a fan, like, yeah. you notice the small differences and they are more meaningful. Right, right. When you've when you've explored something to its depths and you've had the motivation to do so, you can you notice all the different ways that they're different. And of course, if you are not that type of person or that's just not your thing, then then they look the same to you. Very much like how. No, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. Okay. Um, so, anyway, that was just an, an interesting, uh, I guess, introspective observation that I made when reading his comment. And and like I said, he did respond, although I haven't actually read it yet because we're recording, blah, blah, blah. He didn't know if it was me or you. Um, but, uh, I'll read this later. Maybe we'll talk about it next segment. Um, but uh, Well, chat. let me let me spiel a bit All right. about, about the next thing, the next GTA 5 thing, and then um, we'll see what happens. Okay, so CNN published uh, this, these, um, you know, these point – counterpoint style editorials about guess what yeah video game violence and you think they had this queued up for the last year like let's get this ready uh, to release in the week of september 17th i don't know i can't fathom to speculate but so there's this one guy and his name's dr brad bushman and he is basically arguing because he does research in this that yes, the violence can in the games can lead to actual violence, and then there's this other individual named Ferguson who actually presents a, um, by my assessment, completely bone crushing rebuttal. Like he just destroys Doctor Bushman, and I'm reading what Doctor Bushman is saying, and I'm wondering how it came to be that he obtained a doctorate from Ohio State University. Do you think that's just because you agree with the other side? No, because I'm, I'm going to read to you what kinds of things he says because they are so nonsensical and they, they smack exactly of having absolutely no understanding of the underlying psychology of what happens with these things. And I, I'm not going to be able to even start because we're coming up to the They're not. To the I, was, I was hoping for like three one-liners. Oh, yeah. That, no, it's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's more commitment than that. Okay. Well, then uh, we will go to break, and we will come back with with all of that fantastic information in in just a second. Else are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. Okay, we're back. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. You may have just heard, if you didn't fast forward through it, the commercial for the University of Advancing Technology. Well,. They do make this show happen. Their website is uat.edu. Please take a look. Now, okay, you so want to read me a little Bushman's? Yes. As promised, uh, here are some uh, Bushman uh, quoting. And this I got from uh, GamePolitics.com was nice enough to, I guess, uh, extract the juiciest parts of these pieces so I didn't have to actually do the work. So Bushman says, my colleagues and I found that typical college students who played violent video games for 20 minutes at a time for three consecutive days 
showed increasingly higher levels of aggressive behavior each day they played. If that's what happens to typical college students, how might someone like Alexis, this is the guy who did that last shooting that was like last week or whatever. The Navy Yard? Yeah, the the whole military thing. How would someone, how might someone like Alexis react to playing for 16 straight hours? What if he does this for months or years? Okay, now, this is, on the face of it, completely logical. Because it's like, okay, well, we observed this. And if this is happening this much now, if we do more of it, just imagine how bad it could be, right? But this makes no sense whatsoever. And I'll tell you why it doesn't. Suppose these college students who are playing a violent video game, suppose this is a skill game, okay? So you play three sessions every single day, right? And... um Let's focus on the fact that this is a skill game where it matters how well you do. Each time you play, you get better at the game. Guess what? You're more confident in your ability to practice playing the game each time you play. Why wouldn't you, especially in terms of, he doesn't even distinguish, especially in terms of in game world activity terms, why would you, how could you not become more aggressive? Because you are becoming more adept you're gaining agency. You're learning how to play the game better. You're getting more skilled. Why would you not become more aggressive? Is he saying they became more aggressive in the game? He's not, dis- dis- he's not making the distinction. I assume he meant in real life he observed them being more aggressive. Well, that's, what we, that's what we assumed, right? But I will just point you to the fact that this, this paragraph I just read, I mean, doesn't that – isn't there a huge disconnect to what we perceive in real life? If this was actually happening, don't you think that we could tell a difference between somebody who's been playing games for a long time and maybe not so long? Well, no, just because kids are unruly these days. Kids. But these are college students. Yeah. These are not kids, right? So we're talking about adults, actually. Yeah, I know. But the, there's such a spectrum of, of aggressive behavior anyway. There'd be no way to tell if they were game players or not. Perhaps. But here's what I want to put forward. Here's my hypothesis. If you get better at a game, then you'll probably become more aggressive at the game. And, yeah, it's not saying anything about whether uh, – the thing is it's a – because we don't understand the long-term system, why would you assume that just because you see a local trend that that trend will continue infinitely? Every single prediction that everyone ever makes about stuff like systems is wrong when people predict this way because they do like sales projections, you know, and on Wall Street and on everything like this. It's like, okay, well, it's been this way so far, so we're just going to assume that that's going to continue indefinitely. And on the face of it, it seems like it makes sense, but if you look at things in real life, it hardly ever turns out that way because – these systems are much more complicated. But I don't, I don't think that necessarily matters. So if what he's saying is when you play a violent game, you become more aggressive in real life immediately after playing the game, then it stands to reason that playing a violent video game today makes me violent at night. Playing a violent video game tomorrow would make me violent tomorrow night. And then playing a violent video game two days from now would make me violent that night. But that's the thing. I'm saying that it doesn't stand to reason because haven't you, haven't you uh, ever, haven't you done something that you, you know, after, like immediately after doing a really physically engaging thing, right? You're really pumped up, and you're in a certain emotional state, and then five hours later, you are in a very different emotional state because it's just that time has passed between doing that activity. Like, why isn't that? Why isn't that considered? Yeah, well, the problem here is I don't actually know the details of the study. I can tell you, after playing Grand Theft Auto, I have driven around the streets wanting to just, like, drive like crazy. Not hit people, because I personally wasn't into that, but I wanted to, like, just drive around real fast, go through red lights and all that, because my mind was just thinking the same way I was thinking in the game, you know, half an hour earlier before I left my house to go drive somewhere. Uh, I don't know that that makes me more aggressive. It just makes me simulate what i was doing half an hour ago now right yeah so whether or not that was a video game or cooking or running in the streets right like 
I would just want to continue doing whatever my mind was in, in the state yeah. of doing. What I, what I think is happening is there is – I think what is actually happening and I'm – like I said, this is just a hypothesis of mine because uh, I do not have a doctorate from Ohio State University – is that your emotional state has a certain kind of like momentum that if you're engaged in something that pumps it up in a certain way, in a certain dimension, then that will tend to linger – a little bit and then die off. It's not like, you know, it's not like it stops automatically, you know, uh, but there's more. So let's, you know, there are, those are some good points. And, you know, of course uh, that we don't have those details of that study, so we can't scrutinize it properly. So let's move on to the next one. I'm in. All right. So here he goes again. Despite the evidence, many people still deny violent media effects for a variety of reasons that I summarized in – okay, that's not the one. Okay. Alexis was not the first mass killer to have an obsession with violent video games. Lanza, which killed 26 children in the elementary school – that was the Newtown thing – was also said to be a fan of first-person shooting games. Other killers have been found to be avid players. I can't believe somebody who has a doctorate is making this connection. Because I'm an avid player and I'm not a killer. And you can find millions and millions and millions, and I want to say the word even more times, examples of people who are avid players that never engage in any kind of this. So how could you say one thing one way or the other about that? Well, we're also drivers and scholars and drinkers of water and eaters of hamburgers, right? Like there's correlation we all – we understand correlation. This is the classic correlation mistake. You're a doctor. What are you doing? Is, but I mean, is that just sort of a side note within the document or is he actually trying to make a point saying that? Because if he is, then yeah, he should probably be stripped of any PhD he's been given. Yeah, this seems to be a big point because he goes on and and uh, actually this is kind of another one. Let's go on to another one. Okay. Okay. So then he goes, the effect of these games go beyond making players more aggressive. In our research, we found that people who played first person shooting games were more accurate than others when firing a realistic gun at a mannequin and more likely to aim for and hit the head. Well, sweet. Then they should all go into the military. Yeah. I'm pretty good shot, and I shoot very seldom. I find that conclusion to be perfectly expected from practicing on playing first-person shooter games. And also, I find it makes absolutely no conclusion to inform anybody about that person's proclivities in real life one way or the other. I agree. Of course they're going to get better at aiming because they've been practicing aiming. Of course they're going to shoot for the head because the game has taught them that the head is more valuable to shoot for. And of course this doesn't apply to real life because they are not even shooting a real gun. They are firing a realistic gun, quote-unquote, at a mannequin, and so they completely understand that it's not real life. Yeah, put that mannequin on, on roller skates, and it's a whole different story. Yeah, and okay, so that's that's all I got for this one. Um, I'm just I'm just amazed. I'm just Didn't amazed. Did you say some that, guy had a great rebuttal to it? Well, yes, and I'm I I would invite everybody to read the whole thing and and read uh, uh, Mr. Ferguson's rebuttal. Uh, Ferguson, who is not a doctor and yet eminently more rational. All right. Well, uh, yeah, the argument that just because people who shoot other people also play video games. And that those two things are somehow related. You that, gotta, is, you, that is bothersome to you me. You've got to come to the table with some better ammunition yeah. than <laughs> that. <laughs> but um, um, yeah. Well, supposedly he has a study behind him. Study, study, studies. Yeah. And this was the guy actually who um, – okay, I'm not going to say any more about this. His study, one of them was not even an actual study. It was just a meta study. So all he did was study studies. And, of course, we know uh, how those go. Oh. Not All very, right. It's not very rigorous. Well, we only have two minutes left, so I suppose, like, just bring up another topic because there was that whole there's, Steam thing that happened. Oh, well, there's that. There's there's that. There's Kotaku and there's Vita TV. So you choose. Vita TV can suck it. I don't care. Sony seems to think that people care. I don't know what you have for Kotaku. Oh, that there was that um, Game GameStop or not GameStop, but some retail professional uh, guest editorial about selling uh, so many copies of the game to children. Okay. Yeah, let's let's keep the theme and go for that. Next week we'll be more informed about Steam anyway with whether or not they have real hardware, which I don't think is happening. Um, uh, yeah, Fair we'll just, let's stick with GTA. It'll be good. The GTA episode. Yeah, so this is a 
I was really, you know, I, I, I saw the link and I thought this was going to be a really uh, in-depth piece. And you know, this guy in Kotaku basically just asserted that, you know, of all – he basically sold about 10 percent of his copies to uh, what he believes are uh, parents buying for their kids who couldn't, quote, see over, even see over the counter. But you made a really good point because the thing you immediately said was – you have no idea if they're buying it for that kid. Yeah. Because lots of parents have multiple children, and the teenagers are not the ones traveling with mom to the store. It's the 8-year-olds that go with the mom to the store to buy the game for the 15-year-old. Yeah. So kid. now I'm even wondering, how does he know that all of those copies that he sold to the parents that were with the kid in tow were actually for the kid who, quote, couldn't see over? And couldn't see over the counter, then they'd have to be in tow if the adult wanted to play the game. So what are we talking about here? Yeah, I, I can tell you that I sold Grand Theft Auto games to people, right, when I worked at GameStop. Uh, you know, I was there for the release of at least one or two of them. I think San Andreas came out while I was working there. And uh, I did not see, like, a great prevalence. Uh, well, it's the wrong term. He said 10%. But yeah. I, I didn't see a disturbing number of people playing the game. There was, like, a couple times when there were kids. And, I like, the mom would ask me, hey, you know, what... What's in this game? Like, they wouldn't say, should I get this for my kid? They'd say, what's in the game? And I would tell them, this is the sort of content that's in the game. And they would decide, and the kid would be like, no, no, but, you know, dad lets me play it or whatever. But that, I can only remember that from, like, one instance. And I'm sure there were other times kids were playing the game, but, like, based on just who's in the store buying it, when it's a parent buying it for someone else, I don't know that you could tell the person that... The kid that's with them is not necessarily the player. Yeah. Lots of times they're buying it for other children. And if they say that they are buying it for someone else who's not a child, you just don't know one way or the other. You can't assume that they're just like making up something and they're going to like secretly give it to their kid. Like, yeah. Plenty of kids are playing the game. I believe that. Well, that's true too. Yeah. But I also don't care. I don't. Good night, everybody. Bye bye. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.